When it comes to saving big on tires, do the math at Big O Tires. Start by saving $100 instantly on sets of four Big O brand tires with paid installation purchase. Then receive an additional $50 by mail-in rebate on qualifying purchases using your Big O Tires credit card. Add it all up, and you can save as much as $150. The tires you need, the savings you want. Only at Big O Tires, the team you trust. Hurry, sale ends October 13th. For the location nearest you, go to BigOtires.com. It's a Big O Tires Thursday as the A-Team gathered at the store in Shawnee to break down the Chiefs on Facebook Live. Vahe Gregorian and the Sams, Mellinger and McDowell, join me, Blair Kirkhoff, in chatting about what has helped make the Chiefs a 4-0 team and what needs to improve for them to be a Super Bowl team. Thanks to producers Kathy Liu and Leah Becerra for converting this conversation into a Sportsbeat KC podcast. And thanks to Beth Welsh for putting together the Facebook Live. We'll be back on Friday to preview the college football weekend on Sportsbeat KC, the Kansas City Stars daily sports podcast. Beth says it's time to start talking, so talking we will on Facebook Live Red Zone Extra from Big O Tires in Shawnee. I usually look at the door to see the address. They don't have one here. It's 5810 or 15810 West 67th Street in Shawnee. We're here to talk Chiefs. We're here to answer your questions, so uh, send them to us uh, on facebook.com slash redzoneextra. Let me introduce you to the crew. To my left is Vahe Gregorian. Vahe, how you doing? Good, Blair. Down at the end, we got Sam Mellinger. Oh, no, we got Sam Mellinger here. And down at the end, we have Sam McDowell. sound alike. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry to confuse you guys. It's it's the, it's all the long sleeves everybody's wearing today. It totally no, threw me off. How, how good does it feel out there? <laughs> Best day of the year. I prefer summer. <laughs> I prefer summer. <laughs> Who hurt you? I just like the heat. Man, all right. So uh, interesting. So Sam is Sam Melker. <laughs> Uh, came prepared with his coffee, with his water, and with his smoothie that's out of the picture. I guess they're all out of the picture, but uh, Hopefully. you're ready. You brought yeah, breakfast. Yeah. I'm here. But not enough for everyone. I'm a little disappointed. Nope. Uh, maybe next time. Team of one. <laughs> right now. Uh, hey, let's talk Chiefs. And, uh, well, who's not here is Herbie Teope. Herbie is... Uh, Quit you know, already. <laughs> already skipping out on Facebook Lives. Well done, Herbie. Herbie is moving. He's, he's in the process of relocating from, um, well, hell, he did that like two weeks ago, but he's still moving. It takes a long time to move, I guess. So, Herbie, we miss you. But we are going to start with something that you said on Sunday at our post-game Facebook Live. So the game's over. We're talking Chiefs-Lions. And we were before you got there, uh, Vahe, Sam uh, and Sam and I, and we the, the three of us were uh, – Kind of a, sort of marveling at the win, right? Because they they did uh, they ended up winning that game without Mahomes throwing a touchdown pass. They did it with turnovers galore, you know, three, losing three fumbles in the three in the third quarter, and and then you and I were just kind of wow, it was sort of a, another another great win for the Chiefs. Then we get to Herbie, and Herbie's first reaction was, rushing defense stinks, stinks. <laughs> he's not wrong. No, he's not. He's not wrong. So my question is. Is this a problem when we look at the Chiefs at 4-0 in a division that I think they're going to end up running away with? Is this the type of thing that now we need, we need to start evaluating the Chiefs' strengths and weaknesses based on January and not so much, you know, October, November, December? 
Yeah, based on the Patriots in a lot of ways, right? Like that, that's the game that I think a lot of us expect. Um, and, and look, like I think like two things, like fully. I think one, if you're going to stink at something, rush defense is a pretty good thing to stink at because I, I don't think it matters as much, you know, in today's football, especially when you have an offense that's going to have you playing from ahead a lot. Um, you know, that force, that's a reason, you know, I don't know if we talk about this enough, but that's a reason that they led the league in sacks last year because <laughs> teams were just dropping back and you could, you know, pin your back, as, you know, as the cliche goes. But the other thing is um, it's a huge, you know, it, it is a potentially fatal flaw Yes. against a team like the Patriots it, that it, will it has attack yeah. one weakness. I mean, that, that first drive in the AFC championship game last year could be all drives. You know, uh, you just run it, keep the ball away from the freak show quarterback. And so, I mean, it, it's a problem, but no team is perfect, I guess is what I'm trying to say. And they, they, they do need to get better at it. Though. I, I thought about that as well. The, um, uh, the, the AFC title game when the Patriots, uh, Chiefs won the toss, Patriots took the ball and just drove it down the Chiefs. I also thought about that in the, this, the opening drive of the second half of the Ravens game when Baltimore, this yeah. just a couple weeks ago when Baltimore – got the uh, second half kickoff and took it right down the field and Chiefs were powerless to stop it. Is this a potential fatal flaw? Well, one of the things that comes to mind for me is there's a little bit of the recent past where, of course, it's pre-Mahomes, so it's a little different, but that's been their Achilles heel in a couple playoff games. Titans. And and, and Steelers in a way too, right? I mean, the Steelers were able to just keep running. They they only got six field goals, but they got six field goals. So I think – I. My concern would be it might be the kind of thing that could get them beaten in, in, a, in a round before the AFC Championship game if, if it's not shored up. And obviously, if you can run on the Chiefs, you want to because you want to milk clock and keep the quarterback off the field. So it, it's funny because they have been playing from ahead a lot, but, but two of these games have been down 10 nothing now, I guess, right? Mm-hmm. So it, it, it lurks in your mind as a concern. Detroit was the first time they haven't – that they've been from behind – that they haven't been ahead by a bunch All in the fourth game. quarter. Or in the fourth right, quarter, yeah. right. Yeah. Three-score lead, yeah. at, at least, in, in, the, in the fourth quarter. Um, or at least in the second, some point in the second half. Maybe the fourth quarter. I think it's trying to think. Uh, they, they were up 17, I believe, to start the fourth quarter. Jacksonville, for sure. Oakland, for sure. Oakland, for sure. Yeah, and I think uh, Baltimore. Uh, so, yeah, now that was, so it made it somewhat of, of a different game. But, listen, the Chiefs overhauled their defense. And this was not supposed to, you know, I, I don't know if it, it, maybe it's, it was too much to expect everything to be fixed from last year's 31st-ranked defense. But to get a new coordinator, overhaul the staff. It was it seven starters in the Jacksonville game who didn't start the AFC title game a year ago. This was – I wasn't expecting, you know, the Chiefs to have the – I think they're 31st in rush defense right now. So uh, is there time to get this fixed, Sam? Yeah, I mean, they – Brought in the personnel kind of to fix this problem with what the Patriots did to him last year. I mean, Teron Matthews is a guy that's supposed to be better against the run than anybody they had at that position last year. One of the reasons you went from D4 to Frank Clark is because Clark is a more well-rounded guy that can stop the run, isn't just a one-trick pony that can rush the passer. We haven't really seen him do a whole lot of either yet this year. So, But to me, it's not that great of a concern yet. It, it is because of, like, like Sam said, that's – probably what the Patriots formula is going to be in January. And I think we all think that game's going to happen. Um, but through four games, I, I just think there's enough time to, to sort of correct that. I think they have better personnel than they did last year to where last year you probably said, what's the solution? I think this year maybe you have a little bit more clear of a picture there. Well, how about drilling down a little bit more on Frank Clark? His numbers are, you know, I, get, I think I looked this up. 
defensive statistics, he's 13th on the team in tackles. He has nine tackles. He's not playing any less than anybody else in the rotation, so it's not a playing time issue, but the production hasn't been where we expected it to be, and it's not there for a guy who's got a guaranteed contract with $62 million. Yeah, I think he tweeted out after the game that he doesn't get paid for tackles, he gets paid for sacks, <laughs> uh, which he's right, but he's only got one sack and he's yeah, getting paid he's $63 million. A, so yeah, right now he's not sacks. getting paid for, or he's getting paid for all, not much of anything. Um, he just, you know, th- we asked Andy Reid about it again yesterday and he said, I-, I think you know he's been getting double teamed and we watched the film and yeah, he is getting double teamed a lot, but in the situations where he's been one-on-one, he's not creating a whole lot of havoc in those situations. So I, I realize that he's getting less pitches, so to speak, than, than maybe a, another guy on the opposite side of the line. He's still not doing enough with those pitches, though. Is he is is it overstated, too, how much he's getting double teamed? I, I, I haven't broken that down specifically, but I believe I read that it, it, it's maybe a, a fourth of the time or a third of the time. It's not like every time. Yeah. Thanks for reading. Um, <laughs> So last week I did kind of a breakdown. I, I wish I could remember the exact numbers. I want to say he had 35 drop back snaps and he probably got double teamed on about a quarter of those, but he gets chipped on other plays. Um, there's rollouts to the opposite way. It was, sort, it was sort of weird. The first play of last week's game against the Ravens, they rolled out the opposite way and they still double teamed him. And he's 20 yards away from Lamar Jackson at this point. They still got a double team going. So there's always attention on him. Um, but like I said, there's other times where he's still one-on-one where I feel like he's got to do more than I, – I, quarterbacks are always going to be trying to get rid of the ball quickly against Chris Jones and Frank Clark. So that's always going to be a thing. But by week four, you've got to know that that's going to happen and you've got to sort of make, make some adjustments. I think it's definitely going to be a thing on Sunday when the Chiefs play the Colts and Jacoby Brissett at quarterback. I, I do think we'll see something of a Raiders you know, approach to attacking the Chiefs' defense. Although Marlon Mack is, you know, is having a heck of a year and top five in rushing. Missed practice yesterday, though, so it's interesting to see okay. what that he'll One play. of, like, ten guys. On a lot of guys for the Colts. Yeah, yeah, yeah it, was a, it was a pretty long – their safeties are, are down, too, I think. Yeah. T.Y. Hilton. Yeah. yeah. Anything um, to do with their turf, you think? <laughs> <laughs> they did play at home last week. Concrete turf. Yeah. <laughs> but one more turf. thing I think that Sam could add on Frank Clark, because I think you studied this quite a bit, is he did a lot of stunts in Seattle, mm-hmm. and I haven't seen him do – a lot, a yeah. lot of that yet this year here in Kansas City. Yeah, when, when I think of, um, you know, maybe you guys are sick of me saying this, but like the defense will look different in a couple months as they sort of, the scheme gets comfortable with the players, the players get comfortable with the, the scheme. And that is, you watch those highlights from Seattle and I mean, it's a horror film for quarterbacks. And, but a lot of those are on stunts and he's good on both. He's on both ends of the alley. You know, he can be the guy tossing it and the guy dunking it. And they really... Probably, like, I, I felt like they did a lot of it. Baltimore, they did a little bit more. No, not Baltimore, Oakland. Um, they did a little I, bit I saw more. So twice of it. in Baltimore, where um, I felt like he came inside for the yeah. purpose of trying to get somebody else open on the uh-huh. on the outside, but not a ton of it. And that's a valuable move. I mean, it you is. know, it, it's an assist, and it doesn't go in the box score or whatever. But that's that's a place where he can affect the quarterback. And they really, I don't know if if Spagnuolo doesn't think that the other guys on the line are equipped to do it, like the personnel, or if it's just something slowly okay it's only week four now week five you know maybe mm-hmm. by eight nine ten we'll see more of it 
Well, I wonder in your, your your thought about the evolution of the defense that that also applies to the linebackers too. With Anthony Could, Hitchens yeah. was a supposedly run stopping machine in Dallas. Yeah, they really brought in Xavier Williams for the same thing. And right. I know he made a big play on the fumble, but yeah. two face mask penalties just yeah. being behind the play trying to grab a guy that was really in his lane. And missed a third, too. Yeah. <laughs> they they could have got him on a face mask. Well, interestingly enough, um, the back end of the defense seems to have played better through four games. The the secondary, and uh, there were changes there. And, of course, Bashard, Bashard Breeland had the play of the – not only the play of the game, but I think will end up being the defensive player of the season. Chiefs don't win that game unless he's – you know, alertly picks up the the fumble on the uh, on the Xavier Williams hit and and takes it the other way, um, but there uh, th- that unit's about to change a little bit with the uh, with the addition of Mo Claiborne, who is expected to join the team and has joined the team, rejoined the team after his four game suspension. Is this is this a case where they're going to just ease him in? Do you think? I think so. I I, I, I all indications are that I don't I don't think there's any great incentive to them. Um, sort of, you know, playing a shell game with that. I, I think they're just going to have to see how it fits. I, I don't really have a feel for, for uh, how fast he'll, we'll, we'll see a lot of him. Maybe we'll know, we'll know more today when we talk to Steve Spagnolo and assistant coaches, but can we agree that the, the snaps that he will end up getting belong to currently Charverius Ward? Yeah, I mean, that, that's how it seems, right? Like, Charverius is clearly the third in that group. Yeah. Um, but Shabrila has been playing really, really well. I think so too. Um, his numbers, if you look at like passes he's been targeted on, they're not that good, but I, I, I think that's a little bit fuzzy. I, when I, when I, you, when you watch it, he's, he's at the line of scrimmage, he's bumping his receiver, he's fighting for the ball. He's physical. Um, you know, he might have the two best plays. Oh yeah. You know, the, the, the interception at Oakland. Yeah. On the, on the end zone fade route. And mm-hmm. you know, I mean, there's been others, but anyway, I mean, he's been Clearly, I think they're number one. And then Kendall Fuller's had some good moments. He's had some bad, too. And then Charverius Ward is his third. Yeah, they just need depth. Because, I mean, right. think about it. If they didn't have Claiborne and one of those three guys gets hurt, you know, that's a huge problem. Those three guys played all, whatever, however many snaps, defensive snaps, yeah. teams had. It was, uh, you know, Fuller, Ward, and... Um, and uh, Breland. Breland, thank you. Uh, played all 68, 73, whatever yeah. it was. They were the ones with 100 percent of the the three players with 100 percent of the defensive snaps. I don't even I don't even know who would come in for those guys. Fenton, I'd um, be a big drop. Yeah, you know, yeah. For I, sure. I think maybe Tyron Matthew might be playing a lot of corner, and mm-hmm. you know that's uh, one thorn. I mean, I, I think that might be the path you go down. Yeah, but again, I, I just don't think that's the issue on on, on the defensive side. Either. It's yeah. not. It's it's it's. Front seven, not back, you know, the back. The, the one problem with coverage, we've talked about this, but the, the the one, the biggest critique I think you can make is, especially with Fuller and especially Ward, they're in position, they don't turn and find the ball and make find a play the on the ball. You know, their, Ward, their coverage is good. That's the one, yep. man, he, he, he's there, he seems yep. to be in position, yep. but he, he just doesn't turn. Yep. One, one question, by the way, you guys may have addressed it on the, the Facebook Live before I arrived the other night. They, they were so intently looking at whether, um, gosh, I can't remember who the receiver was on the overturned touchdown, um, whether it's on those feet were Galladay. Yeah. Um, but was, was enough of a question asked about whether that was interference oh, on man. Fuller? Um, I, I just, I just, I thought it was for sure. Could have been. Um, yeah, yeah. It was callable. <laughs> callable, yeah. But it, it's funny, I almost feel like they benefited from Chiefs benefited from such scrutiny on the was he in? It's like, well, we we didn't notice that the guy was interfering with him. I, 
Well, the, quite a break. The, the bigger issue, I think, from from a Lions perspective, after the game was on the final hail, the hail mary at the end that somebody got plowed. I forgot. I don't know. Yeah, I think it was Hitchens running into somebody. Yeah, um, before the ball I don't arrived. Who it was? Yeah, I, I did hear some complaining about yeah. about that. To me, though, if they start reviewing that, I mean, <laughs> I already hate the pass interference challenge. But if they, if they start going down that road of interviewing hail marys, I mean. You're really opening up a can of worms that I don't think you want to get into. Right, <laughs> right. Um, all right. So the other the other side of the ball uh, from from Detroit and looking forward, Mahomes not only held without a touchdown pass and, and Sam McDowell. I know that you're pursuing a story on you know along the lines of have have teams you know maybe found a little blueprint for defending the Chiefs the way the Lions did press coverage. Single, you know, single high. They only rushed three a lot of a lot of that game, which is which was interesting. Andy was at, Andy Reid was asked about this on I think it was a teleconference on Monday, and he just sort of laughed it off and said, hey, you know, we scored thirty four points on yeah. the road against a decent team that's you know that's coached by a, you know a defensive mastermind sort of guy. But is it a concern? Did, did Detroit show you know show? Opponents how to defend the Mahomes and the Chiefs? I think it's a little bit of a concern when they don't have Tyreek Hill. And this is kind of what I got into in today's story. But Tyreek Hill is a guy that can beat that coverage better than almost anybody in the league. I mean, you try and get a cornerback to match up one-on-one and have to run with him stride for stride. It's just not going to happen. So playing that single safety when Tyreek Hill's on the field, you've got to shadow his side. And all of a sudden, everything opens up on the other side of the field. Yeah, Mahomes went 0 for 6 on on targets over 20 yards. Never had not completed a pass in a regular season game. Um, what the reason you have to say regular season game is because the interesting thing is he did that happen to him in the playoff game last year against the Colts. So you would think the Colts and they played a lot of that sort of coverage as well that they're going to come in here. Tarot had on Sunday night and played something pretty similarly. So we don't know yet. Tyreek was limited yesterday, but he did come back to practice. We're not sure yet what his status will be, but. I think this week is it would be a great week to, to have him back for that reason. There's at least two points, two additional points on that too. Is um, the Patriots <laughs> in the first halves last year did a lot of doubling Tyreek and making somebody else mm-hmm. beat you. Uh, Matt Patricia kind of had that taken care of for him on Sunday, right? Like Good didn't point. even have to didn't even have to worry about him. So it's it's a step ahead. But the other part of that too, Tyreek or no, um, and he does change that defense completely. Like you, you just. Probably can't do that as much. But um, Tyreek or not, there's a lot of plays where it's you're only rushing three, so Mahomes has some time. And the receivers are just kind of – they run their route and then they just kind of stood there. And that's one thing that I think those guys have been terrific at um, the last – like sure, with, with sure. Patrick is, is they keep Con- moving. Continuing. Keep moving. And I don't know why. Um, they just seem – there was a lot of plays where they're just dead. There were a couple of really specific – I think I remember you saying it during the game. Yeah. And it, it was like, yeah, why – Usually the whole thing here is extend, extend, extend. Yeah. And I think it reflects a little bit of st- still a little clogged up with Hardman. I mean, I, I think uh, yeah. there's there's think so too. there's something not quite clicking for those two. And, and Andy kind of blew that off yesterday, too, with the, well, you know, they had a couple of nice plays, too. Yeah, but there were a couple of balls. And I think in each case, it really has been, you know, sorry to pin the tail on them, but, but it's been on, on McColl, I think, on those, those plays. Now, there was a ball or two Patrick overthrew. I think there was one to DeMarcus. Yep that I don't think had anything to do with the pattern being off. It was just a bad throw. Yep. But I feel like every time if you look back at the McColl miscommunications, it, it's, it's one guy. It seems to me. 
uh, understandable for a player a in his Absolutely. You know, four Absolutely. NFL games under under his belt in a complicated offense. And also in like his third year of playing that position. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, and a different – I mean, it's just – this extension of the plays has got to be a new thing for him as well. Uh-huh. I mean, he didn't come from a real mobile quarterback <laughs> thrown to him at Georgia. Yeah. No. Yeah. But that is the one other thing, you know, if if – if Mahomes was banged up on Sunday, because it looks like his ankle is better, Andy Reid said he told him at halftime, because of this man coverage, guys are chasing receivers, so things are going to open up for you to be able to make a play with your feet. And he did that more on Sunday than we've seen him in the first three games. And so um, ankle-wise, ankle wise to, to hold up, I think that that's a big key for him. The teams are going to play that defense against him. Yeah. Well, a couple, a couple of points off of that, Sam, is – so we found out yesterday what Mahomes, <clears throat> what he was looking at when he turned around <laughs> on the keeper in the first, it was on the first, if not the first series, it was in the first quarter. Uh, Mahomes decides to keep it, right? He turns back and looks at the official, and he tells us yesterday that uh, he just wanted to know if it was if throw a flag, because if he threw a flag, he wasn't going to, he wasn't going to try to get 30, he was going to get 10, and then <laughs> just get out. the first down. Just get make, the first down and get him out. accept the penalty, basically. <laughs> right. uh, but, but more importantly, the play he made in the fourth quarter on fourth and eight, the 15, whatever, however long the run was, but got the first down. That occurred because the Lions rushed three. They were in man coverage. When you're in man coverage, your back is to the play, and that the middle of the field just opened wide open for, for Mahomes, and he was able to make and one of the two most clutch plays of his career, right? I mean, yeah, and the, the other thing that goes on that is a play that Sam highlighted after Sunday's game, which is where a linebacker just leaves Travis Kelsey wide open because it's so late in the route. He just assumes, all right, he's had enough time. Let me go check. And I think the reason he did that was because of Mahomes was scrambling yep. earlier in the 100%. game. And now he thought, I've, I've got to go get him because he's going to do this again. And the one guy that I think was the exception, because I completely agree with you that the receivers weren't extending their routes a lot on Sunday, but I think the guy that was the exception was, was Kelsey was still doing that. Yep. And I, I agree. Tells a lot just about, I think, the same page that they're constantly on. Which is why Kelsey ended up the leading receiver for the first time in a game this year. You know, first game was the Watkins game. then the, the He's had uh, some tough numbers to beat, though. Yeah, <laughs> for, for sure. But next game was DeMarcus Robinson. And then finally for a game, Kelsey leads him in receiving. The guy had 103 receptions last year. Yeah, he's like fourth in the league. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah, right. It's, it's so right. crazy. It, it, did the official actually tell Patrick, you're good, go ahead and run on that play? It was funny. It was like, it's almost like looking for, for like approval. Like, okay. Right. Maybe he did fist, fist bump or something. Yeah. <laughs> he did another thing too that you don't see very often. Like that, you don't see very often. And then there was another play. Do you remember? And he, and he got the call. He got hit, and I think it was like oh. helmet to helmet. And before yes. his butt hit the turf, he was like, <laughs> he was, he was, just, it was, it was, yeah. And I, I'm sure that he was, he was, he had just gotten hit. He's not even yeah. down. Just, Making the call before he landed. <laughs> yes. You don't see that. What was his other moment? Uh, the, the with the defensive lineman. Um, yeah, trying to strip the defensive lineman, <laughs> which I asked him, Andy, Andy about, and they just shrug it off like like nothing. It was after the Darrell was it the Darrell Williams fumble. Yeah, which uh, I thought was interesting that Mahomes sort of took the blame on that play. Um, yeah, because I thought he had fully completed that handoff, but maybe he thought he gave it to Williams after um, Williams' momentum was was too far maybe. forward, and suddenly he's still trying to collect the ball. But he took a little bit of the blame for that play. It's yeah. kind of fascinating how he'll offer that. I mean, he does, we, we've talked about this before, mm-hmm. but he will really break down how a play broke down. Yeah, yeah um, no, no, uh, that maybe. Maybe 31-year-old Pat Mahomes won't do that, but 24-year-old Pat Mahomes. Mm-hmm. I, I really enjoy that part of yeah. talking to him. Yeah, Stay young. <laughs> yeah, forever young, please. Um, okay, so not that 
uh, not that it's important at all, but that fourth and eight run was, you know, kept alive. They don't win the game if, if he doesn't make that. Sure. Just like in, against the, uh, the, the Ravens last year, if he doesn't make the, the long pass to Tyree Kill on fourth and nine, mm-hmm. um, they, don't, they don't have a chance to win that game. What was the more clutch play? Well, I, 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 between those two? Yeah, between those two. I mean, because, listen, he he's now has a now he has a collection of clutch plays. Yeah. And I don't remember plays like that being made pre-Patrick Mahomes. Well, I'll just say this. I mean, I... <laughs> By anyone, not just not just the most, you know, the recent. No, for five decades. <laughs> didn't, <laughs> didn't, didn't anybody accustomed to watching the Chiefs under, with Mahomes sort of feel like it's a pretty good chance this is going to work out on yeah. that drive somehow? And No, fourth and eight, the, the I, suspense was how is it going to work? <laughs> You're right. I mean, I felt like that. I mean, yeah, I, yeah, I guess the odds are against you. <laughs> but the play that will, I, I, uh, between the two, I mean, the one that was more sort of spectacular that I'll remember more is the fourth and nine yeah, last the, year. The Ravens. But, yeah, but. They were, they were down seven. And they, yeah. and they, they, they were going to tie the game, but they were down four. They, they only needed a field goal here, right? In Detroit, yep. yeah. So that, that, yeah. But now, like I said, well, now it, it's a good point. You, your expectation going into that play is that they're going to, you know, they're going to convert it. How the hell they get to fourth down? You know, why did they convert on third down? What, what's going on here? <laughs> you could potentially make an argument that the more intellectual play was the one we saw against Detroit because I think that's yeah. in his process of um, consideration before the play that yeah. he thinks that's going to be open. The Ravens is just pure instinct. I've got to make something happen here. And the way that when you rewatch the, the fourth down against the Lions, I, I would be surprised if he wasn't thinking that before the play based on what he saw coverage-wise that – this could be open. I like that distinction. It's, it's, it's an interesting, different way to look at it, each of those plays. You know, uh, so we, we talked earlier about you know, how we think of the Chiefs in terms of how they would match up with, with the Patriots, right? Yep. And, uh, and that's based on they're the two, only two 4-0 teams left in the, in the AFC, and they seem to be on a collision course. But the way the season, uh, the schedule has worked out, Chiefs have a much, not much more, but a more difficult path, I think, they than, really do. than the Patriots. The Patriots, you know how the schedule works see, in, in, in the NFL, uh, the division, the AFC West teams, including the Chiefs, this year are playing the AFC South teams and the NFC North teams. And so that's Vikings, Bears, Packers from the NFC, Lions, and it's Texans, Jaguars, um, Titans uh, from the Colts. From, now the Patriots are playing – the NFC North team, Steelers, Bengals, Browns, uh, and, and, AFC, and Ra- North. AFC North, right? And and, uh, and from the other side, they're playing who? Who are the Redskins? NFC right. Thank East. you, Jack. Got yeah, NFC East. Anyway, it just works out. It, it's just luck of the draw, basically. It's the rotation. Yeah. But the Patriots. The reason I bring this up is the Chiefs have to go to New England. That's going to be the toughest remaining game for both teams, and. And I, that that game will decide where the could decide where the AFC Championship game is going to be. So two trips to New England for the potentially for the Chiefs. Yeah, the the, the Patriots also get to play six games against the AFC East. Yeah. Yes, which yes. is an yeah, advantage. Right. Um, but you're right, like uh, Packers and the Chiefs get that at home at least. But it's it's not even close. I don't think. Like the if if you look at you know just game by game, the Patriots are basically eight and zero right now. They're they're playing the Redskins. Um, I forgot after that, but it's just Giants. I got it here. Redskins, Giants, Jets, Browns at Ravens, which will be an interesting Ravens, game. Ravens, yep. Yep. Um, at Eagles. This is before the Chiefs. At Eagles, 
Cowboys at Texans. Couple of Cowboys, tricky, yeah, Texans. A couple of tricky okay. ones there, um, and then Chiefs at home. But the Chiefs, I mean, I just it just every every week I see a two and two or you know uh-huh. a team that the Chiefs are playing two and two after four games. And I see a few, you know, one and threes and zero and fours in front yeah. of the Patriots. The, the teams that the Chiefs have played are eight, three, and one when not playing the Chiefs. Yeah, yeah, that's a good stat. A couple of little other other stat things about the, about the, the game this weekend. Just to I don't know, just to keep an eye on uh, the Colts have the fourth best red zone offense in terms of touchdowns scored in the NFL. Um, the Chiefs are twentieth in red in touchdowns in the red zone this year, which is a little a little surprising. Is that um, I, I'm, I'm trying to think of failure, touchdown failures in the red zone. You know, against Oakland, all the you know all the touchdowns came <laughs> from midfield, about uh, midfield or so. That's the thing. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's just that they're, they're not there in the red zone a lot yeah, because they score from distance and yeah. quickly. So it's, shooting three can, pointers, not points in the paint. Right. Right. Yeah. It's how you get your offense. Uh, it's how you're the number one offense. That's the way he plays the game too. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> um, but in, in concern that the um, red zone offense hasn't been, you know, for touchdowns. I don't think so. No, that's me. The, the, um, the red zone thing that sticks out to me is that they've been really good on defense in the red zone. Um, I think it's 52% of their trips defensively, um, they've given up a touchdown. And that number was in the 70s last year. That's been a significant, you know, the, the Bob Sutton thing was bend but don't break, but they bet and then broke, you know, right. a lot. And this right. year they're actually, you know, they're bowing up a little bit. You know, and then like the, the one that sticks out from Detroit was the, they had that third and goal and the coverage was good in the back and Chris Jones demanded attention. And then was it, um, I think it was Okafor that got the sack, it was early in the game. You know, stuff like that is happening this year where it didn't last year. One of those, uh, it's one of these games with an old friend alert, Justin Houston coming, yeah. coming to town. Eight seasons with the Chiefs and uh, eight mostly productive seasons with the Chiefs. He was hurt a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but w- when he was not hurt and when he was at the top of his game, he was among the best at his mm-hmm. position. He said he wanted to sign with, the, you know, he wanted to go elsewhere and play in a 4-3 defense, leaving the 3-4 that the Chiefs had been playing. <laughs> it would have done the same thing if he had stayed, but... I got a sense at the end he was it. It was time for him to leave, and he was he wanted to go. Yeah, I, I don't know what exactly changed the dynamics, but something just felt a little off. Um, and I, but I was surprised when when it when it happened a little bit. I don't think you were surprised, but I but I was. No. Um, and it, it's probably been, I think, part of part of a feel of that locker room. I don't know if he was a drag in the locker room. He probably inspired a lot of people, but. But there, I feel like there's there's a better chemistry in there. I don't want to say it's because of one person exactly, but I think there was an overt sense of we need to sort of change the mechanics of how this room works too. I think for Justin, it seemed like this total like nickel dime store, like armchair psychology a little bit. But Eric Berry's situation got in Justin's head a little yeah. bit. Those guys are thick as thieves, you know, like yeah. they are really, really, really close, great friends, more than just professional teammate relationship. And I just, the dots are there to connect that once Eric was kind of in his thing of week to week and day to day and all that stuff, that it, it affected Justin. I really do believe that. Is he a ring of honor player? I think he's right on the border, right? Um, it's a good question. I think probably that 22 and a half sacks is... But I yeah. don't know. 
it, it may it may come down to the whoever is in charge of that decision for yeah. the Chiefs and how they how they kind of personally yep. feel about that. Yep. He, yeah, it's 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 a funny deal because he was there for a long time and um, you know <laughs> he's in good company in Chiefs history in this, but he, he was a really good player on some bad teams. Um, yeah, he and, was. And they've had, they've had that before. I think he's right on the border, probably, but it's weird. He's not. I don't think there's a lot of nostalgia for Justin Houston in the way that you know there would be for Eric Berry if he was playing on a team that came right. in or you know. Um, Tony Gonzalez, that situation was a little bit messy for other reasons, but not on that level. Chiefs went through a, uh, over in the offseason, they went through a series of uh, farewells to players, yeah. one-day contract things yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. with Jamal Charles, mm-hmm. with Dwayne Bowe, uh, maybe oh, Derek, Derek, Johnson. Derek Johnson. And Charles and uh, all of them ended up, their, finished their careers with other teams, but the Chiefs brought them back. I think if Justin Houston, you know, is – has a few more productive years left with the Colts or whoever it ends up being that maybe that's that changes the way you would accept him back as as a chief. You know, if he if he comes in here and beats the Chiefs, you know, yeah. with four sacks or something, yeah. has a monster game. I, I don't know. It's um, it's a decision that won't be made for a long time. But I I suspect he'll get a nice reception when he comes sure. back here. Why, wouldn't he? why, why wouldn't he? Right? Yeah. He didn't leave on terrible terms. Right. So he didn't you know he didn't bad mouth the organization leaving. So you know one thing that I've, I've started to think the more that this stuff happens is the reception depends as much on where the Chiefs are as the circumstances of why the guy left. You know, yeah. like right now, if you're a Chiefs fan, it's easy. Hey, you know, it's all, it's all good. You know, but yeah, yeah. when Tony Gonzalez left, that was a different deal. You know, those, yeah. were, those were darker times. I think that's part of it good too. Good point, good point. Um, okay, uh, as, we, as we do every week on, on Thursdays from our Facebook Lives at Big O Tires, we identify our players we think are going to star. We call it where the rubber meets the road and... I don't know, but hey, it's, uh, we, we're, we're never right. I mean, we, 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 we misfire on this every week, so maybe just throw darts at the Yeah, I was just spin a little roulette wheel on somebody on offense. Uh, I'm going to say it's time for Demarcus Robinson to have a big game again. I Come think back. And, you know, it, maybe back under the radar after the Oakland game, after these last couple of weeks. I didn't think he had a good game against uh, Detroit. I know the numbers didn't bear it out, but I just thought um, the route running wasn't what it should have been, and I, I just – I don't uh, think he plays. His targets versus receptions ratio was far worse than the. I think in the first three weeks he'd only not caught one of his targets. Yeah, I think it was he like, didn't catch four of them like, against yeah. the Lions. Yeah. So, All right, Sam McDowell, what do you what do you got? Um, I, I think the Colts' weakness on defense it seems to be is their rush defense. So um, it's kind of tricky to pick which running back because we're not sure about Damian Williams' status yet. But to me, if Damian Williams plays, I think he has he has a, a pretty big day for him. Okay. What do you think? Um, interception for Kendall Fuller. Oh, how about that? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Didn't didn't you have a pick six or something? I had Tyron with a pick a six pick last week. Seven. I meant to say a big sack. That's <laughs> <laughs> right. That's right. That's right. Um, I'll go Pat Mahomes. <laughs> I mean, we, we have this sort of unspoken. This is your privilege in the host seat. <laughs> right. a, yeah. And we have this unspoken. Uh, I mean, he didn't, he didn't have a touchdown last yeah, year. I think so. he can bounce back. Yeah, you're, uh, <laughs> just named AFC Offensive Player of the Month this morning uh, for September. I think he gets October off to a good start. And I do think he's going to have a big statistical game. I think this is, there's an opportunity here to throw uh, a few touchdown passes. Look, this is. It was. 
it was a Colts team that I thought in, in the preseason had an opportunity to certainly be a playoff team and maybe yeah. be one of the top three yeah. in the AFC along with New England and, and Kansas City. Then, then Andrew Luck, you know, his retirement changes the dynamic. And, um, and Jacoby Brissett just, just takes him down a peg. But it's, you know, everything else is still there yeah. for, for the Colts. It's a good roster. Yep. Okay. How about, uh, Sam, I always ask you about the line because I know you're a gambling fiend. Um, so it, was, it started at 10 and a half. Is it still 10 and a half? Yeah, I think it's at 10. But, yeah, I mean, that's obviously a really large number. But uh, what's interesting about that is most of the actual uh, bets placed have been on the Chiefs. But as much money has been placed on the Colts as the Chiefs, so the sharps. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so that that's always that's always always stands out to the people that really get involved in it. If there's as much actual money placed yes. on one team, even though the, the majority of the bets are going the other way. Okay. Anybody want to pick an upset here? Anybody think? No. Okay. So do they do the Chiefs cover or not? Yeah, it's interesting. Um, I actually I actually don't think they will. will okay. Cover. Less than I, less I think, than ten. Yeah. Single I, digit I, victory. Ten or yeah, ten or less. I actually think that the Colts are going to be pretty competitive. Okay, Melly, cover. I, yeah, I think they will. I think, I, I think they're going to get in the forties. Ooh, I do. I, I, I think cover. I think cover. Yeah, they're thirty-five-ish. I think so too. Ish, I, I do. Too. I don't mean to spread in the forties. I meant the Chiefs right, score right. in the forties. Yeah, 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 that's really clear. Okay. And I, I, <laughs> 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 like scoring in the forties isn't a statement enough. They're gonna win by forty. I think they I think they cover as well. I just think they react to last weekend's game. And they've been five and zero each of the last two years. I think they make it five and zero again this year. Great Sunday night football. Um, great atmosphere. Uh, I'm trying to. When was the last time the Chiefs lost a like a prime time home? Was it the Broncos game? Well, the, Chargers was, the Chargers was. Chargers was. That's right. Yeah. Chargers last oh, year. Right. Absolutely. Was that a Thursday? I think it was a Thursday, Thursday night, night game. game yeah. So, yeah. So, Mahomes has lost under the lights at Arrowhead. Um, I don't expect that to happen this week. So, hey, thanks for tuning in. We appreciate it. Beth, thank you very much. The next time we talk to you, we'll be at Arrowhead Stadium. Oh, I don't know, midnight-ish or something. <laughs> a little A-team a after dark after the Chiefs-Colts game on Sunday. Thanks a lot, and we'll talk to you then. Hey, it's Blair. Hey, we have a special subscription offer for Sportsbeat KC listeners. Unlimited digital access to the Kansas City Stars award-winning sports coverage. Sign up now for one year of Sports Pass for access to all the sports news, features, and columns we have to offer. And it's only $30. That's a 40% savings off our regular rate. For your convenience, your subscription will automatically renew after the initial term at $50, unless you tell us to cancel. A lot of subscription services won't tell you that. They'll just sneak it on there. We just told you. Your subscription helps support the sports coverage of KansasCity.com and the Kansas City Star. Please visit KansasCity.com slash offer to get this special offer. And as always, thanks for listening.